You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, I'm Robin Paris from The Room, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. The Uncharted trilogy has been deleted. Oh, jeez. I love to hear that. The Uncharted, Uncharted trilogy deleted. He's on the Uncharted 4. When he's done Uncharted 4, he'll get Lost Legacy, and then we'll get his like overall impressions, because this is going a lot faster than I thought. Yeah, I, I did not expect to beat all three in, like, what, three weeks tops? <laughs> It's so crazy. It's pretty impressive for me. I gave it to him once. It sat there for 18 weeks. I gave it to him twice. It sat there for X. I gave it to him a third time. He beats it in three weeks. <laughs> and and it, it was funny because I uh, I met Joe. I was the old Greg said you had the you know the Uncharted four. He's oh yeah. I never even put it in. I've been playing this retro game. I was like, you. I need it. <laughs> Sweet yeah. When he says Joe, it's my brother-in-law. So shout out to family uh, for giving un- un- Uncharted four because I was just going to get it back and give it to you anyway. <laughs> Skip the middleman. Exactly. All right for that. I love that. Sam, only three more episodes after. This this until episode 100 oh man that's I, crazy. I didn't even expect us to do 50 <laughs> thanks and now thanks for having faith in us i mean i yeah have faith but just like 100 that's it's, it's just so far out of reach now that we're this close that we can like see the finish line yeah it's awesome the finish line there's no finish line. well the finish line for the first hundred <laughs> at least that's the like checkpoint the, that's like the first checkpoint <laughs> yeah <laughs> That sounds better. Uh, so what we are going to be doing today is we're going to be flying through the, the news, and, and I guess maybe not so much flying. Uh, we do have about two hours if we need it uh, as like a buffer before we have to leave. We're actually leaving right from this podcast. It's 7.06 a.m. on Saturday, June 30th right now, um, and we're leaving right after this to drive downtown um, to No Hope Records to do a live interview at their offices with the owner of No Hope Records, a local record label, Sean Dorsey. So we're really looking forward to that, but we have to be there by a certain time. So we kind of have to go quick. So we're going to skip a lot of the filler stuff and just get to it. If you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. You know it. We're basically spreading that good word of nerd just one episode at a time. But be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, CastBox. We have a great partnership going with them. While you're at it, please... Please leave us that rating and review is the easiest and cheapest way to help us grow. It takes all of like a minute. And now we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. There's basically nowhere you can't find us. There, there's no excuses. <laughs> As always, we're going to read some reviews from iTunes and CastBox. We have two to do today. One's extremely quick. It's four words. And the other one's uh, another review. This review is called The Perfect Blend of Info. And, and it begins with an E, but it cut off. So I'm assuming it's education or entertainment probably entertainment we'll go with that yeah this is from c huffman 57 it is a five-star itunes review i stumbled across this podcast recently and i'm relatively new listener but i am 100 percent coming back for more first off i love the fact that these guys are longtime friends we're not friends i remember i say it all the time i have it's no all friends. <laughs> so they have great banter back and forth and play off one another well secondly i'm impressed with the amount of nerdy knowledge they have about a lot of different subjects i learn a number of things from each episode lastly i love that they break it up with a number of different segments top three trivia interviews etc to keep it fun and fresh great show guys Guys, keep up the good work. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the five star from C. Huffman 
I think 57 it was. And then we have another review. This one's coming in from CastBox. It's more of a comment on the CastBox app. By the way, we are one download away from a thousand cast box so we are one away as we speak so if we could get that in the next 30 seconds that'd be great but the comment is from our boy thomas chisholm our 20 dollars patron and in all capital letters this was written yesterday the 29th get hype it's almost saturday oh that's awesome well now it is saturday baby shout out to you brother yeah man we really appreciate it we'll give you a second shout out a little later in the show that's what we do here. Um, that's actually when we're going to do our top three. Our top three is going to be at the very end of the show this week with <clears throat> our Patreon shoutouts because our top three this week is a Patreon top three. If you p- donate to our Patreon at $10 or above, you get to pick a top three once every single month. Ellen Santos, one of our uh, $10 and up patrons, has chosen it this week. Uh, I, I have his answers, so we'll do that when we get to that. We're going to do... Uh, our top stories today, then we're going to do, let's see, what are we starting with? Gaming, and then movies, then TV. There is no music section. A couple stories and other. Like I said, then our top three, and then our pick of the week, and we will get on out of here. However, we do want to remind you all to follow us on social media. That's on Instagram, at we podcast and we know things, all one word. On Twitter, at we pod and we know. Like us on Facebook, just type in We Podcast and We Know Things into the Facebook search bar. And then again, it's patreon.com slash We Podcast and We Know Things, all one word. We are now in double digits for patrons, so we really, really appreciate it. We couldn't ever imagine that. So thank you to everybody. We'll get to the shout-outs a little later in the show, but thank you to everybody who does that. You want to give us something every month, we kick you back a reward every single month, whether it be monthly e-card shout-out every week on this show, the custom top three. Heck, you can even come on the show and do a segment with us at a certain tier. So thank you to everybody for that. Um, just a reminder that we are a part of the We Be Geeks podcast network. That is WeBeGeeksPC.com. That's WeBeGeeksPC.com. We're also a part, as you heard in the opening bumper, uh, the ESO Network. That's ESOPodcast.com. They're awesome people over at both those podcast networks, and we really, really appreciate it. But just want to touch really, really quickly on last week's interview, both of them. It's up right now. Um, From Monday, we had the awesome dudes from Heavy Things, Will Dealey and Casey Costello, on the show, and it made for a really fun time. Yeah, it really did. And for me, that's a new band that I bought, bought their music. Listen to their music, and it's someone that I really like. I hope they're hearing this right now because I just wanted to say um, Sam hates opening acts. Yeah, I, 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 I usually it. do, and that's what and that's how I found heavy things. So pff, suck it. Hey, sometimes you get some great bands, <laughs> dude, and that's what it is, man. That's why I love going to opening acts, and then I'll listen to them. I'll give them my approval. Sam will listen to them. He'll let me do the heavy lifting. Pardon the pun, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just get to listen to the awesome bands. So, but dudes, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you're interested to go hear about us, like they're a smaller town, you know, from band from Ohio that doesn't have the publicity of let's say the early November or Hawthorne Heights, but they're gonna have it one day, and they're awesome dudes. Um, if you want to hear about them and. By the way, just go check out their records, Goner and Glimpse, available anywhere music can be found, literally, even at like the library. Um, <clears throat> go check that out. And also, if you're interested in like Fortnite, we talk a lot about that towards the end of the show. So uh, that's cool. Appreciate those dudes for coming on. I also had like this snap decision on Tuesday night, 1130. I get an email back from somebody I reached out to about an hour before. She got back really, really quickly. Uh, Robin Paris, who played Michelle, that's right, the chocolate girl from the room, uh, joined us on the show Wednesday. And um, 
Then she, you know, she came on. We did about 25 minutes of an awesome interview to hype up this Kickstarter campaign she has for this project called The Room Actors. Where are they now? It's a mockumentary of the future of all the room actors after the room had ended. What is their lives like now? And it's friggin' hilarious. They did four episodes. They want to do six more. And the other two that they were campaigning for got funded. And they made they made their they, goal. They made their goal, which was incredibly freaking cool. And so she did a Facebook Live basically shouting us out and the interview and telling everybody about it. <clears throat> Very but cool. From the time we posted the interview to the time where she did the Facebook Live, 11 people had joined Excuse me. Eleven people had joined the Kickstarter campaign, and three of them actually said it was because of our interview. No, that's awesome. So thank you to everybody who who did that. It, it's a proud moment for you because I know you called me at eleven something that night. I was yeah. I was on my second dream, and then by the time <laughs> I talked to you the next day, you're like, yeah, I'm going live in two minutes. So yeah, good luck, dude. You got it. <laughs> yeah, and it was a lot of fun. It was seriously. Like you said a, it was last minute. Yeah, you know. it's a dream come true because you know how much I love exactly. the room and and to have an actor or an actress on on that from that. Episode, it was only fitting movie. for. It to be just you. And it's chocolate girl. Yeah. Did you know that chocolate is the symbol of love? Oh god. So so good. I love that's it. For all, that's for all you room nerds. Uh that one posted on Wednesday. So that's actually the the episode right under this. If this episode ends, that one will autoplay. So if you have any interest in the room, which we know you all do. Yeah. We we all know you do. So go back and check that out. It's only like twenty five minutes or so. Um, but it's really fun. You get a really nice in depth look at what it was like to be a part of the room and then Moreover, the Kickstarter campaign that was successfully funded, so we'll get to see more of that, which is awesome, but that does bring us to our trivia for the week. Um, it is 2.5 for me, 1 for Sam on our race to 11, win by 2. Sam, I'm going to start off. Sounds good. Let's just try to catch up a little bit here. Uh, what character in the room did Robin Paris play? Now. I can't say the chocolate now, girl. Now, 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 now. That's all I know. Hold on. Now. Knowing I've never seen the movie, don't know anyone in it. Hold on, hold on. So. I asked you this question for three reasons. Number one, I am aware you've never yeah. seen the movie. Number two, I'm aware you're never going to see the yeah. movie. Number three, it's a cognitive skill to see if you pay attention to, A, I just said her name. Chocolate girl. I just said her name. I actually just said who she plays in the movie, number one. And number two, everywhere I posted the interview, I posted her name yeah. and who she plays in the movie. So it's to see if you've been paying attention I, this I week. know Chocolate Girl. That's what stuck out to me. Her first name, Lauren? It is not Lauren. I love this. Is a new Sam. He's not going yeah. for answers. I friggin' love what, this. What Sam. her name? Michelle. She sure, plays Michelle in the movie. So but yeah, it, I had. It's tough to get questions when you know. I had. You don't learn nothing. Well, guy asked me X Men questions. Guy asks me other shit that I don't know. Blade Trinity questions. Well, you're about to get another one. This right, exactly. The character Jar Jar Binks first appears in which Star Wars movie? Like. Actual his, made his first his appearance first or appearance. in like the cameos? The first appearance in which he stars. The first appearance in which he stars was episode one, was it not? Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then uh, I think they like CG'd him into another scene yeah, in, the in, back, like, in the four background. or yeah, something like that. So I didn't know if you meant timeline or... No, for, like, literally like a comic book's first appearance. appearance. Yeah. So that's 3.5 to 1. Don't worry. I had like a 4 point lead one time in Sam 1. So yeah, believe I, me, I'm, even me. if you win literally 12 to 1, I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's go. <laughs> Cuz I still have to do 11 more. Exactly. <laughs> Minimum. I'm fine. Sam is the champion till like for till at least I'm 31. At least. At least. <laughs> All right, Sam. Uh let's get into our biggest stories of the week. The NES Classic Edition is back in stock. And that's a big story for two reasons. One, it's back in stock, and number two, you can find it. 
How now? How stupid do you feel if you're one of the people on eBay that spent like four or five hundred on it? How stupid do you feel, honestly? <laughs> uh, I think it's a it's a cash grab on nostalgia, which this generation is instant gratification. Can't wait. I'm one of them. I I like to get things the day they release. I didn't, and I didn't get one for four or five hundred. Yeah. Um, it's a sixty dollar console. I bought it for eighty. So I only went twenty dollars over, over market rate, and that was to Chris Shriver before I yeah. even knew him. Yeah. So shout out to Shriver from the platformers. Um, but you know, eighty bucks for thirty games, like that's still a good deal. Oh, it is hundred percent. I think that's the way people look at it. If they paid two, three hundred bucks, they're like, okay, thirty games, three hundred bucks. I mean, that's a little. Even though it's like four or five times, you know, it, it just like I'm just glad I wasn't with that type of person to, to spend all that money. Like, oh shit, it's coming back out for sixty. It's not even rare anymore. Oh. The justification, I guess, could be made because if you piece those games out individually plus an NES, you're five, six, seven hundred dollars, probably more than that. Uh, so I guess that's the justification, but it's still stinky. No, you're, they're, just, just, they're just trying to make them like mentally like, okay. I didn't get ripped off. You, yeah. you 110% got ripped off. It's just you didn't have patience to wait. I got a text from our buddy Rob Lang last night, one of my groomsmen, yep. uh, up there from Boston, Mass. And, uh, He's like, yeah, got an NES Classic. I'm good. Why is this effing controller cord so short? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I'll tell you, you I get don't that know. Extension. <laughs> it is so crazy that I had to play that thing within a foot and a half from where I was sitting because it's only a two foot controller cord. Thank goodness the SNES. If you want an extra foot, it's going to be an extra hundred bucks. So. You you can get one on Amazon. You can get one on eBay, and obviously get them quick because they're going to go. But Nintendo did the right thing. They re released it. And my original trivia question was going to be, which of these games is not in the Classic Edition? But I think I already asked yeah, you that before. I, you, you did ask me that. I like, had familiar. it written yeah. out. I had all four choices. And I was like, well, that's the is... challenge of doing 97 episodes. <laughs> like, shit, what other 97 questions have I asked? Dude, the, t- the toughest challenge is, yeah, questions, figuring out a top three we've never done. Uh, and then finally, just stories. Yeah. Because, like, we'll send each other stories. And Sam will be like, yeah, we talked about that. Or I'll be like, yeah, we talked about that, like, three months ago. And we're like, A, how the hell do we remember that? I, B, well, I'll tell you, I don't. I'll tell you that right <laughs> off the bat. I don't. B, um, there's a, there, I mean, you know how many stories we do. We, we do 50, 75 yeah, a stories a week. And that's why I'm like, ah, I'd rather just give it to me. Even if we don't remember, we say it anyway. <laughs> um, but again, 60 bucks will get you the NES Classic Edition. The problem with it is it only comes with one controller. And the other controller is damn near impossible to find. The positive in that is you can plug in like a Wii Pro Controller, the old school Wii one, and it'll work in the Player 2 slot. So you can still play co-op games. You can still have fun with it. Just So you don't have, you don't have to have a mental work. breakdown trying to find an extra controller. Dude, and the yeah. controller is like 10 bucks, I think, the extra controller. And they're just impossible. Now, there's third-party ripoffs I mean, and stuff. If they're going to re-release the damn system, don't you think you have some paddles like ready to go? You'd think so, but this is Nintendo we're talking about now. So this is the company that did, that that put weird games on there that don't deserve it. They left off some games you think would. Then with the NES, did the same thing. But at least they rectified it with the SNES with two controllers and a five-and-a-half-foot cord that's really properly done. So appreciate that for Nintendo. But now we're just waiting on that N64 Classic to get announced. It, it, it's kind of a shame because now like the NES Classic, like it's almost like not rare anymore. It's like, ah, oh, it's available now. Everyone can get it. You know I, what I mean? I, I kind of I kind of agree. It and lost like that special, I don't know, like that special feeling, I guess, I, with it. I do... Um, I did not buy a second one, which is r- really surprising yeah. because, again, it's that theory of if mine breaks, I'm fucked. I thought you had a backup. I have a backup SNES. That's right. Okay. Um, I don't have – You might as well. <laughs> but, like, this goes to me thinking smartly and trying to save where I can because $60 is, like, 
a lot of diapers. Yeah. Actually, it's not. It's not that many. That's well, the thing. It'll at least last a week. It's some, it's some diapers. It's like 40 bucks a week we did like looking at it for diapers. And if my kid shits like I do, we're going to have a You're big done. problem. <laughs> you better invest stock in toilet paper or something. Yeah, we're going to go heavy on Pampers in 2019. Uh, but there you go. The, SNE, or the NES Classic back in stock. Amazon and eBay are the two recommended sites to get it from. But if you can't find it, just wait a little bit. I believe they said it will run through the end of the year. So... So we may even have some even closer to the holidays as well. So I wouldn't fret, my friends. It looks like you're going to be able to get your hands on one if you could not uh, in the first go around. But I imagine there are some people that are still kind of spurned from the first time where they're like, F this. I couldn't get one last time. You can go screw yourself. Well, I mean, that, that, if I was if I was the person that took all them days and weeks hunting for one, I'd be like, no, I don't even want it now. It's too easy. I worked hard as shit to try to find it. Yeah, that is funny. That's true. But <clears throat> I was lucky enough that somebody did the heavy lifting for me and I just... Bought a Shout out extra, to Chris. Tw- extra, it, it was twenty dollars worth of labor, hey. I guess, because I only paid and twenty that, bucks. That's a nice tip. Halo will have a TV show officially set now. Like, there's been rumors, there's been confirmation, there's been everything that we know it's coming. But now it got an actual, like, it got actual the details. Network. It's which is like the best part. It always was Showtime. That was never the problem. The problem was when and what's it going to be about. But Halo is finally coming to TV. Showtime has announced. <clears throat> that the series has been actually picked up for the live-action adaptation of Halo with Kyle Kellen serving as the executive producer, writer, and showrunner. Uh, we have Rise of the Planet of the, uh, of the Apes director Rupert Wyatt will helm multiple episodes and also be an executive producer. It's going to be an hour-long series. It's going to be, uh, well, at least the first season is going to be 10 episodes. Expected to begin production in early 2019. Um, so we are really looking forward to it because it's probably going to come late 2019. Yeah, it's either late 19 or early 20. I've never really played the Halo games, like you know, because I'm obviously don't have Xbox. <laughs> right. But I will watch this series 100. percent Do you? What do you know about Halo? The reason we Master put it, Chief. That's it, right? <laughs> that's like about it. Do you know what Halo is? Mm-mm. Halo is a planet. So oh, I, yeah. I had no idea. So um, without getting into all the lore, there are um, there are a bunch of different enemy. It's the the flood and the damn the original enemies. I can't think. Is of it like right. an alien race? It is. It's All like right. an alien race. There's the like uh, Warhammer called Tyranids. Sure, I, it's like the the grunts and the the freaking oh my god. My Halo game is off. Yeah, I was, I'm looking like, damn, you're you're supposed to be the Xbox yeah, guy. This is my Halo game's off right now, but uh, it's the flood and the covenant. It's okay, the covenant. Got it. So. In the Covenant, there's a bunch of different alien enemy types, and they uh, basically it, – it's a tale as old as time when it comes to sci-fi games. It's, you know, crash-landed on the Halo. Got to survive. Like, fight yeah. to survive type of deal. But then there's lore past it. There's Cortana, who is your artificial uh, intelligence voice inside your head, little blue chick that, okay. you know, is the weird, geeky, nerd, she's, sex she's appeal Iron people. Man's Jarvis. Kind of. Okay. It's, it's almost like – that's a really good uh, comparison. And then there's twists and turns that happen along the way to both Master Chief and Cortana. Something happens to Cortana later on down the line. She go. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but seriously. Kidding. Yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers, <laughs> even though it's like a million years yeah. old. Uh, for the people that are just going to be introduced, I'll, I'll leave that because I'm sure they're going to do the big twist uh, in the show. If they haven't already, I don't know where the show's going to be set. Is it going to be a prequel to Halo 1? Is it going to be a carry-on from Halo 5 Guardians? Is it going to be set between Halo 3 and 4? Is it going to be set after Halo 2, uh, which was that big FU ending from from Bungie? So 
Uh, who knows where it's going to go? Halo has gone through multiple developers from Bungie to 343. Um, 343 is kind of shit the bed so far with the Halo property. Uh, I really liked <clears throat> the thought of Halo Master Chief Collection a lot more than the execution, uh, which is all four of the first Halo games in one bundle, and you can switch between old and new graphics right That's on the fly, neat. which is really cool. But what I like about this Halo show is that it's on a premium network, so it does, we don't have to have a PG-rated Halo yeah. where you're just like pew, pew, pew with lasers. It can yeah, get you, freaking you, gross. Showtime doesn't play any games, so it's on the same network as Shameless, so hopefully 2019. I think we're going to get it late 2019. Um, I, I thought for a little bit, and it's probably still true, is that like Spielberg was supposed to be doing it too? And, and the only thing I don't, I probably think it might be 2020. It's like all the, like, it's probably going to mostly be CGI. So I feel like it's going to be a lot in post production. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to give us updates every damn day for this show. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be opposed. You know, if I play it, I don't even have an xbox never really like played like a halo once i'm still down you give me freaking guys in suits fighting aliens sold ah i found it Uh, i was actually looking for the next story so you know how that goes um yeah i again showtime fine perfect awesome love that it's like you said on the same network as shameless so that will help out in terms of you know i don't think we're going to get like the gore and lore i or like the sex type stuff i think we're going to get a straightforward story but because listen that energy sword was it can f you up and i think that that's nice because uh they're not going to hold any punches when it comes to the gore and the violence they're not going to hold any punches when it comes to the language i don't have to watch it on like sci-fi or usa where yeah. it can't even show you somebody getting stabbed and, and there's no commercials there's no commercials <sighs> that's a huge one so, so yeah i think that that could be fun i just hope they stick on a master chief storyline and not go off in like lock or the the uh ODST or anything like the Halo Wars era. I want Master Chief and I want him to be the main character of the show. If that happens, I'll be happy. I'm sure all that all everyone wants to hear is Master Chief. When he wasn't in the game, I know people were butthurt. So it's a hundred percent true. That's why Halo Five is is widely regarded as the weakest Halo in the franchise because there's not a lot of Master yeah. Chief. Uh, I want to read you this article. Um, and I want your opinion. Sam has not heard this article. He's not read this article. But it's about the DC Universe, which okay. is the DC streaming service. Because we know you're hyped for it. Of course. And uh, we know that you love DC. We know that you love the idea that you're going to get original content on this yep. service. And there's a lot of different shows that pique your interest. Uh, IGN wrote an opinion piece. I want to shout out that it is an opinion piece uh, called DC Universe. Why DC's new streaming service has us worried. Okay. DC Entertainment has finally shed some more light on its long-awaited DC Universe streaming service. While we still don't have a price or a release date for the service, we do have a better idea of what new and classic DC content will be included. Unfortunately, these new revelations have left us with some concerns about the DC Universe. So I'm going to go one by one here, um, and I'm going to stop, and then I want you to give me your opinion if you agree or disagree, and I want to hear your point-counterpoint type deal. Sounds good. The TV series in general. The biggest selling point with the DC Universe is obviously the lineup of exclusive series. I don't think either anybody will disagree. So far, DC has revealed five shows exclusive to the service. Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Young Justice Outsiders, and the Harley Quinn animated series. Each of which of these projects offer a compelling argument for subscribing to the universe. For a month or two. But what about the long term? Frankly, five exclusive series is a drop in the bucket compared to a service like Netflix, which is currently home to hundreds of original shows, Mm -hmm. movies, and specials with many more on the way. 
Worse, only one of these original series will be available right when the service launches the f in this fall. Will Titans be enough on its own to draw in new subscribers? And will the other shows arrive quickly enough to keep those subscribers around well into 2019 and beyond? And my ask of you is to not just think about you, but the yeah. greater good. I mean, number one off the bat, Young Justice, people have been waiting years for the show to come back. Mm -hmm. I think just that show alone, I think you already have the traffic because people say Young Justice is one of the best cartoons that they ever made. And I don't, I'd almost agree besides Batman the Animated Series. Um, speaking of Batman the Animated Series, the first two seasons are going to be available for the first time on HD on the streaming service. Like Blu-ray quality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now you have the release pictures of Brandon Thwaites of, of Robin mm -hmm. at Dick Grayson. He looks freaking awesome. His costume looks sick. I Hopefully he comes in the Nightwing. Can't wait. That alone, to me, is worth it. I, I agree with them saying Netflix has thousands of properties, mm -hmm. but so does DC might not have as much, but they have Smallville, Arrow, mm -hmm. Flash, Legends, mm -hmm. Justice League. Plenty to choose from. Shit, super friends. Mm -hmm. Now, to their questions, do you think that because Titans is going to be the only show that really launches with the service and the other ones that you mentioned, like Justice League and I'm, stuff I'm like that, I'm kind of hoping Young Justice later. drops at the same time because they're, they've been done, their voice... Yeah, recording. apparently as of this time, Titans is the only one that will be dropping at the same time. We, again, we don't have a, yeah. even a firm release date on this service. Um, but do you think that if, let's just say in this hypothetical, that Titans is the only thing that drops, is that enough you know, on top of the Batman animated series and stuff like that for most people? I, I think so. And th this is, I guess it's going to be key. Mm -hmm. Maybe that it doesn't have as much content as Netflix. Maybe it's, okay, here's mm -hmm. $5. Mm -hmm. $5 a month, that's not going to kill or break me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the first month's free. Mm -hmm. Just to draw people in, see if you're into the show. 30-day trial will be smart. Exactly. exactly. Smart. Something like that. Now, uh, to the last question there, do you think, and I'll even give you Young Justice, because if that's done, that's done. But you still have Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and Harley Quinn. Uh, to repeat the question word for word, will the other shows arrive quickly enough to keep those subscribers around into 2019 and beyond? If the price point is cheap enough, and if you have all the older content, like maybe the original Batman series with Adam West, mm -hmm. you have that, or obviously all the Batman movies, Justice League. What about all the DC animated movies that have come out? Is that something that's right for this service, or do you see this as more of a TV streaming service? Like a uh, actually, series? I, I wasn't even thinking of it like that, but... If you're going to have a service, yeah, I would throw every single animated movie you have. Because that's that where they're great. Oh, there, there's over 30 movies you could choose from. Like, yeah. That'll keep kids and, you know, grown men, like, entertained. Sure, and we know kids can watch the same thing over and over exactly. and over and over again. And adults, even to the same extent, kind of can as Christ, well. how many times have people watch freaking Seinfeld or Friends? They watch it a thousand times, but they still watch it. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll get into the classic movies and shows, which is the next topic. It is clear that the original content alone isn't going to be enough to justify the existence. Good news is the DC... Good news is the DC has already had... Uh, has decades worth of existing movies and shows to draw from. The universe will feature a wealth of existing content ranging from the 1940s era Superman serials all the way to the recent directed DVD animated movies. So hopefully yeah, you have that, that means all you know, Lois and Clark. Like there's so much content they can provide. This lineup includes a lot of big guns, including the Dark Knight movies, Christopher Reeve Superman series, and the Cartoon Network's Teen Titans. One of its biggest selling points is that the service will in fact include classic shows like Wonder Woman 77 and Batman the animated series in HD. However, that lineup still has quite a few major holes. DC's press release highlights Batman the Animated Series, but makes no mention of other DC and DC Animated Universe fare like Justice League or Superman the Animated Series. The CW series like Smallville, Arrow, The Flash are conspicuously absent, and the DCEU films like Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman, nor is Batman 66... 
like I said, the Adam West, anywhere to be found. No doubt that a lot of these projects are tied up in licensing deals with other streaming services. For example, Netflix has all the CW stuff locked down. But regardless of the reasons behind these omissions, they seem like pretty big holes in a service uh, that is supposed to be for hardcore DC fans. I'd imagine that they're probably going to have to jump through some hoops to get everything done. But again, we don't have we don't even have a release date. We don't have right. nothing. I think I think it's smart. They just gave you a little taste of what's coming just to kind of draw you in a little bit. How big can you see this service getting? Is this something where you see all the DC CW shows coming in and and, and Wonder Woman it, and all that it, stuff? It makes sense. Like you said, when the Netflix deal maybe runs <laughs> out or something, maybe they get it all or they make another deal where they both can stay mm-hmm. in both worlds. My argument would be that if, in theory, these things, like let's just say Wonder Woman, because we know how big of a property yeah. that is from a money-making standpoint. With something like Wonder Woman, if that comes to the DC streaming service exclusively, meaning no HBO, yeah. no Showtime, no Netflix, no Hulu, and you're only paying, let's say, five, I'd even say seven would still be a reasonable ask yeah. per month. Yeah, so. Is that enough for, for I believe it's Warner Brothers or Sony? And I can't remember the publishing company behind Wonder Woman, but is that enough for them to say... Yeah, we're good. We're going to make enough money residually from this movie at only that price point with so many other properties involved that all need a slice of that pie. But I was going to, that's like, could be Netflix. It, it used to be seven. It's like they have right. everything, make, have more money than anyone, but they still keep raising that price. So you kind of keep going above the bar. Wouldn't you not want the DC streaming service to follow suit? Wouldn't you want it to stay oh my at God, $7 who, who, price point? I, I still wish Netflix was $7. I'm tired of paying 11 It's something. almost like a double edged sword. The more content you add and add and it's add, like a, the an more you dollar, pay. An extra dollar. Exactly. But if they open up a plan like, okay, you get this package for $7, you get X amount, or this is 10 Like if they did it like tiers, I think that'd be interesting. The comics. Another major selling point of DC Universe is that it includes access to DC's extensive comic book library, which I did not know. Kind of like what Marvel already does. Yeah, that's really cool. And and at that, you can literally have all their comics. Fans have been long hoping for DC to debut its answer to the major Marvel Unlimited subscription service, but it seems like DC Universe uh, will deliver just that. Now, however, we're not confident that DC Universe can be a true competitor to Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited essentially grants subscribers access to every Marvel comic ever published. DC Universe's comic book library, on the other hand, sounds much more limited in scope. DC's press release emphasizes how this library will be, quote, curated and a feature of a rotating selection of books, not all yeah, of them. All of them. So that's weird. I mean, okay, continue. No, no, that's... that's no, I, I was just going to say it's... I think they should have been done did this. If Marvel had the, the unlimited package, everyone raved about it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, me, I like to kind of read my comics like I'm old-fashioned, like a book sure. type of deal rather than digitally. I guess it, it's we're, a, we're physical it's, collectors. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a, at least a start in the right direction. I agree. Releasing their comics digitally. This reminds me a lot of Nintendo with their online gaming service where they've done it for free forever. And as janky as it was, they're going to start charging you 20 bucks now. But they only give you 10 NES game, 20 NES games to play. from, And they don't have their old virtual console. Instead of just... The smart thing being Nintendo opens up a $10 a month subscription service yeah. and you get access to every NES game and every NES game at your leisure that you can stream or download or do whatever you want to do with. That's the smart money. I'm sure that's a lot easier said than yeah. done. DC, though, <clears throat> I don't know the framework and the algorithms that go into making an app. I don't know how difficult it would be to put all of your comic books, all thousands and that's and thousands a huge and thousands. Library. That's an enormous yeah. library. But I almost feel like... That if you subscribe too late and you miss the boat on your favorite comic, you miss out because it's yeah. a rotating library. True. You don't get them all like Marvel. That does seem to be a downfall, but I can see why they're doing it, it if they're offering you all It's at least content. a step in the right direction for DC. You know, more content to me is, is, is better. Yep. And lastly is the price. We already talked about that. I don't have to dive into that too much. Um, 
because it it doesn't five to, five to ten bucks you got my money yeah their example is let's say five dollars a month blah 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 which we've already talked mm-hmm. about at nauseum so I just wanted to get your opinion overall now does that still give you like that overall confidence that Once this service is they released work? a live action of Brandon Waits' Robin sold you got my money he mm-hmm. looks awesome sold. Yeah. And, it, and I know they just wrapped filming because I think it was two days ago he posted a picture last day on set as, you know, Robin. I was like, oh, shit. That's cool. Uh, all right, perfect. So that was our biggest stories of the week. And we will be right back after this word from CastBox and our ESO Network partners. We Podcast and We Know Things is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. CastBox has also pioneered a brand new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase and CastBox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download CastBox and try it for yourself today. What is the Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television. I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say... 17. Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind. Why does Zod need a starship? Alternating Thursdays on the Geekly Oddcast. And this week we are going to start in the gaming section with a couple of impressions and a lot of reviews this week. We have a a very uh, review-heavy show this week, a lot of reading. I need some water. I should have gotten it during our break with the the partners in in CastBox, but I didn't. I failed yet again. But the first game I want to talk about is Runbow. And if you're like, Runbow, I know that game. It's been on Wii U. It's been on the 3DS. Uh, but n- haha, my friends, it has never been on Switch and it has never been on PlayStation 4. Uh, it is coming to those consoles very soon, and we were lucky enough to get a copy sent to us by the awesome folks over at Head Up Games and 13AM Games, the developer and publisher uh, of it. And I have some impressions. Now, the embargo is still up. I can't talk about it 100%. I will have a full written review uh, read on the show next week, and it will be available on We Podcast and We Know Things.com, the revamped We Podcast and We Know Things.com. So check that out. Uh, for everything new in We Podcast, We Know Things. I already have three people that have offered to write for us as well. So we're getting a lot of folks that are like really interested in coming aboard the team. Who's better than you? And we want to we want to do that. So there will be four writers, including myself, and all this cool stuff. But we'll have the full review next week. I just have some pluses and some minuses real, real quick uh, that are completely spoiler-free, that don't give anything away, that will all be a part of my written review. It is basically a game where it's, it's run and bow, run and rainbow, right, yeah. combined. It's exactly what you're going to get. It's that left to right, sometimes right to left, up, down, platformer. Um, But this is a little different. Instead of just running and jumping on a platform and jumping over a a lava pit and jumping to the goal, this one is an ever-changing color stream of green, and then it turns to yellow, and then it turns to orange. And if the background is orange, everything that's orange in the level goes away. Oh, okay. And anything that's green, when it's green, goes goes away. away. So your platforms can disappear on you. And maybe sometimes a green wall will then show up when it's yellow in the background and you get stuck. So you have to go fast and try to beat the clock. Oh, and by the way, there's spikes chasing you, so you can't just sit there and wait forever. And you're on a timer. It sounds like a perfect speedrunning game. (laughs) And it just was speedrun here at SGDQ 2018 at 3 in the morning two days ago. I stayed up and watched that. (laughs) The developers came on the stream and talked about it and gave commentary 
over the race. That's awesome. Yeah, the behemoth mode, which is like the hard mode, was beaten in 16 minutes uh, by Munchakupas and I think Moomoo was the other racer. But just like so incredibly cool of a concept. It's a lot different. And it's got 19 different cameos from other characters. Shovel Knight, oh, cool. my boy Gunvolt from our friends over at Inti Creates, um, I believe Mutant Muds from Atui, uh, Shantae from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, SteamWorld Diggs uh, character. So there's like a ton of indie character um, cameos. It's got more cameos than a Star Wars Marvel crossover. <laughs> uh, and I, I love that. It's got tight controls. It's a great gimmick with the colored background. A lot of times... It'll be a level where you start at the bottom, have to climb it like uh, climb up like ice climbers. But the colors, instead of coming from the side, go up and down. So it's you got to jump in sync. You have to be fast. It's yeah. crazy. Okay. And then there's levels where like a laser will come out, and it's an orange laser. So you have to wait for the orange to show up. Uh, that way, you can jump through the laser and not get hurt. It's it blows my it's, mind. A lot of thought has to come so fast. Yeah, and it's cool because it's a lot of uh, twitch. Like uh, reflexes and stuff like that. I really like that. It's easy to learn. It's tough to master. It's a really good speed game. It's got an amazing array of playable characters. I would say that the only downfalls are like this countdown timer that you get before every single attempt, and it's a game where you die a lot. So it's three, two, yeah. one. And as like an impatient speedrunner, I just want to die and get back, so die and get back. It reminds me like Mario Kart. You always get the, th- the red, yeah. red, yellow, green. And then um, the music is is really good for what they have, but it's like short loops of the same song. So I wish that would be a little different. But other than that, it's going to be 15 bucks. I think it launches July 3rd. So this coming week on PS4 and Switch, it's already out for 3DS and uh, Wii U. So it's not like you can't play it if you didn't want to. Um, but I'll tell you now. It's worth it. 15 bucks. Go pick it up on Switch and PS4. I'll have my written review next week. Uh, but I do have another game called Milo- Miles and Kilo, which is from our good friends at Four Horses Games, who uh, we have a lot of fun interaction on Twitter and stuff. Um, the <laughs> Four Horses, which is the studio that developed and published the game, um, challenged me to a race last night in, in in this game's prequel kid trip yeah you screenshot me like oh shit and i was like you better win dude <laughs> uh, that's but, awesome but miles and kilo another game that, that we were lucky enough to have sent to us uh beforehand is coming out on switch on july i want to say july 5th um i'm pretty sure that's this coming friday it comes out um but we'll again have our full written review on the website that day and we'll also have our full written uh, review read on the air next week so you have my full impressions of it uh next week but i'll tell you right now um i've already beaten every stage in under an hour <laughs> and went back and s ranked every single stage in the entire game um and sent the video off to the developer who was very very how am i not that. surprised it's it's so <laughs> good i can't even but again without getting into like the embargo or spoiler stuff i just wrote a quick blurb about it much like kid trip before it milos and kilo forces you to test your limits in order to master its difficult yet addicting platforming uh, it is miles ahead of the competition so that is my quick spoiler free impression i will give my full written review it's seven bucks and you get the other game for free yeah that's awesome it's worth it. And if you already have the other game, this one's 50% yeah. off. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what a great deal that Four yeah. Horses is doing to help you get into Kid Trip and Miles and Kilo, two of my top 10 games on the Switch. You just better practice so you can beat his ass. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I almost have every single challenge in both games. If I get, He's probably going to whoop your ass. <laughs> if I get three challenges combined between the two games, I have every achievement, every yeah. challenge unlocked for both games. Um, which I think would be the first time that ever happened. So um, he's very proud. I, hey, listen, to <laughs> no, be the I, best I, in the I, world at anything, as you should be. 
is extremely exciting. But we'll have, uh, again, the full written review of Miles and Kilo next week, but it's totally worth it. Again, if you buy it now, you get Kid Trip for free. And if you already have Kid Trip, Miles and Kilo is 50% off. That's insane, that deal. And they're available to pre-purchase right now on the Nintendo Switch eShop where you can just already pay for it, have it, pre-download it that way at midnight or 12. Actually, I think it's noon. The day it releases, boom, it's ready to play without any further hassle. I really can't recommend them enough. You'll get my full scores next week. Uh, The other game that came out yesterday that I actually got and had a chance to play yesterday, uh, we didn't get it sent to us, but I did purchase it like a normal human being, was Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on the Nintendo Switch. About time you got it. And it's funny that both of us were playing Crash. Yeah, I know. You were playing it a little differently than I was. You were playing the original on PS1 kind of yeah at, at first i you know i just sent greg a picture of like the mission uncharted i think it was the fourth or fifth mi- mission where you basically play as crash where you're running from the boulder the whole time and yeah. i just sent him like the the picture of it after he's like oh shit i'm playing crash too i was like well mine's uncharted so <laughs> a little different than yours yeah crash on switch came out yesterday so when i went and, and took the trash out because i saw that amazon delivered it i took the trash out and came in with an amazon package she looks at me and goes what the hell did you get now oh see i i thought you were going to open up the box outside slipped it together in your back waistband and run upstairs <laughs> that's funny um well it's only 40 bucks and then you get the prime discount so i paid like 32 bucks for it it's not a big deal for it's a game that maybe games. ash might like or maybe she played when she was younger already done Boom. pal she loves crash Boom. 3 um so she she tested out last night that's why my switch is right sitting right there with it in the yeah. in this console i went i skipped right by crash 1 went right to crash 2 because that's where i left off from playstation yep. i gave my ps4 version to joe uh, my brother-in-law he can keep that i don't mind and i'll have it on the go <laughs> It plays really, really good on the Switch. It just—I believe, I believe it. It's super tight. The loading times are actually faster. Um, you can skip that in the beginning, that unskippable yep. by vicarious yep. visions, and you see him getting like on that uh, conveyor belt. You can finally skip that. That was a huge pet peeve of mine. And the DLC levels that we got, Stormy Ascent, the yeah. they're free included with the game already. Figures. So that's pretty neat <laughs> yeah. that you get both DLC uh, levels. Would I spend like $3 for that extra level? $2.99 or $1.99 yeah, or something. And those games, and those still levels are hard as shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Should, I'm still struggling on the first one. I didn't even beat that one yet. <laughs> I am. Uh, I was like halfway through Stormy Ascent when I just gave up and said, screw it. I will beat it on the Switch. It's like, thank God they kept this level out. It's I would nice. have broke so many paddles. You, you, it obviously takes a graphical hit being on the handheld version and it's you know the textures aren't quite as furry um but it still looks really good on the switch i wanted you to play it for a second before we started but we you know again we're such a rush we're in a time crunch today but really really solid um it's totally worth the 40 dollar price point uh and you get all the dlc that was included that you had to purchase uh on the ps4 version included in the switch version i think it's coming to xbox one or came out yesterday for xbox one as well um i don't remember when that's coming out but just good news because again, it's if it does well on the Switch, which I imagine it will, this is going to be really good for us to get a new Crash game, which is what I think we both really, yeah, really you want. Greedy bastards! It's, hey man, you gotta man. have it all. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle got a Donkey Kong uh, expansion, and here is the written review from IGN. Donkey Kong Adventure feels almost big enough to be a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle rather than just an expansion, and it packs in a lot of tactical fun. Donkey Kong is literally a game-changing character with abilities that are fun to learn and use, and Cranky Kong's alright too. The main downside is that you're locked into one team composition which limits your ability to change up your playstyle or replay battles differently. Donkey Kong Adventure is a hefty expansion for Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle that shakes things up in a big way, which is great even if it's not as replayable as the original game. 8.0. Nailed it. Oh yeah. Bam. Sam's on friggin' fire lately. I love this. Um, and from the video that I've seen, 
it is really fun. I don't think it's a that's a goat flying across planes. Yeah, I, I looked. Um, I don't think that that will be enough for me to purchase it at this time because I never finished Mario plus rabbits. Now you only have to have beaten world one to, to get this expansion. Um, and apparently it's a lot easier than that game. I didn't love the difficulty spike in Mario plus rabbits cause I'm not a strategy player, but donkey Kong can apparently pick up its partners and throw them across the level into people to damage them. That's then cool. go get them. His special where he slams the ground, brings the characters in, hurts them, and then ex- and then they like explode out when he punches I them. Thought you're be like, he causes an earthquake. It <laughs> probably does. But I just the videos that I've been watching seem really really neat about this game, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching more and more. Maybe one day I'll dive in. But at this time, even though it's only twenty bucks, I'm just. I'm not there yet. You got all the time in the world. I, that's the thing. In like two, three years when I'm looking for a, a nice think piece and a strategy game, I'll, I'll definitely dive back into this. I mean, it was such a good game. It was one of my top five of last year. So, uh, But Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, also came to Nintendo Switch yesterday uh, after getting rave reviews on PS4 and Xbox One and PC last year. It's finally here on the Nintendo Switch, and the Switch version... Uh, is a respectable port of one of the best games released last year and greatest shooters of this generation. Its brilliantly written cast of characters and excellent gunplay come through well enough to even be viewed in the muddy textures and minor frame rate drops. It is not the prettiest or smoothest way to experience Wolfenstein 2, but it gets the job done. Wolfenstein 2 for Switch is a respectable port of one of the greatest shooters of this generation. 8.2. 8.5 uh, out of 10 per IGN. What they did leave off of this review was one important thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is the gyro controls. Um, aiming while just, like, you can move the switch around to aim it or the pro controller. That ha- To me, that would be so frustrating. Apparently, it's the way to play. That's how Splatoon players, like pro Splatoon players, play that game. I don't use the motion controls as much. I see why it's fun. I've used them. Yeah. But apparently, in, in Wolfenstein, they work perfectly. And it's like, it basically... Um, the one reviewer said it makes the Switch the definitive version to play because now I can aim while just kind of moving my controller around instead of the traditional two-stick method. So I like that thought of they added something new to this version. It's not just a straight port. That is cool, at least, to see that they took the time to Bethesda to add something in to Wolfenstein 2. Amy Hennig has confirmed that she left EA in January. If you don't know who Amy Hennig is, Sam, she wrote those Uncharted games you love so much. At least the first two or three. She is the equivalent if Brian Michael Bendis left or Jeff Johns left. That's wow. that's who she's the equivalent so of. So EA such a is huge writer. EA is upset. She was on the Star Wars projects for EA, and then she left them. And there's this whole big thing. Um, she is, the, if not the, then one of the best writers in video games. I could see her branching out to do other projects in the in the movies, TV space. But this whole Star Wars game that's supposed to have this greatest story is going to take a hit. Now, granted, Respawn is now working on it, but that's under the EA umbrella. Star Wars 1313 was canceled, so I don't know where her project landed or if it was even off the ground or how far she got. But her leaving EA is a huge hit to a company that already has a stained kind of a reputation now she can work on uncharted 6 yeah she'll go back to naughty dog and it's uncharted 5 the lost legacy is not oh it does, it's does, not uncharted okay. 5 it's just a spinoff uh but amy had a comeback do her thing whatever she wants to do listen she can get a job tomorrow if she wants it she can get a job now she can come right for us like, what's on your resume i wrote the uncharted series and You're hired. yeah and uh star wars and all this other cool stuff oh okay um, you know, we're looking for somebody with a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, could you give me just a little bit more? Uh, anyway, Turtle Rock, the creator of Left 4 Dead, which is an awesome franchise, are making a new project in a, quote, globally known franchise, but it does not sound like Left 4 Dead 3, which is sad for me, but good because, again, I don't it's, have friends. 
I was going to say, it's good that it's, it's something different rather than, you know, just another sequel. Yeah, but but everybody wants Left 4 Dead 3. I sure shit want Left 4 Dead 3. Sometimes you got to keep people wanting, like, let them wait a little bit, especially me for Dove Micro. I waited a lot of years. There's, I can't remember if it's a TV show or movie. God damn. I think it's TV show. But it's like, the, the guy's like, do you want this? And the person's like, yeah. He's like, well, how does it feel to want? Oh. I'm like, damn. You bastards. <laughs> you bastards. Uh, but cool for Turtle Rock. They made Evolve as well, and that game sucks. It's not that bad. It's just it never caught on. Uh, Google is reportedly looking into making hardware, a streaming game service, and looking into even game development. Uh, this would be a top story normally, but I don't believe it. It's Google. These things fall off. It is. It's while it is Google, and they're a giant, yeah. and they have all the money that they need. I mean, they. It makes sense that they have the money to do it. They do have the money to do it, but it is very difficult to enter the space that is already dominated by the big three. Exactly. It's. It's really. It's tough. It's like you got Wendy's, Burger King, or McDonald's. <laughs> Everybody loves the In and Outs and the Shake Shacks yeah. and the Five Guys. They're like the more premium burgers. Actually, I would say more of like the. The White Castle, okay. Chick Fil A is the most popular, but I mean, like from burger chains. Now you okay. have yeah, IHOP, but like these wow. burger chains, these smaller fast food restaurants, you're never going to be as big as the Wendy's, you know, 100%. Or the, the, the Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. That's the established franchise. Even if Google comes in and if you know says we are going to throw a million dollars at this Xbox PC like, hybrid, it's Google. Game developers make games. For these consoles, it is very difficult for them to come in and say, oh, there's going to be a fourth one that we have to have development kits for. It's going to make the cycle to make games harder. It's not going to be just a save as, boom, yeah. Google, Google, Google Play. I don't know. That was not original at all for the name of the console. But I don't think that they're actually going to make this space. I can see them jumping into game streaming yeah. like on the it's, PC. It's good clickbait. You can see all that, but I just don't see Google being a big contender in the video game space. Sony is confident that it will find a cross-play solution that will be, quote, accepted by players. Yeah, uh, here's my note. Make your motherfucking games cross-play. Well, there was no mother in your notes. Just wanted, okay. Just want to add that. Yeah, make your <laughs> fucking games cross-play. That would be accepted. Uh, you 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 want to quote it'll be accepted by our players what'll be accepted if you just make them cross play this news the way they worded it makes me sound it makes it sound like they're not going to do the traditional just make it cross play and here i was going to say is man maybe sony is listening to our podcast that we said it's only a matter of time until playstation will have you know, the cross play i don't know what the hell they're going to do if well, they're going to find an acceptable solution that isn't traditional cross play is it going to be I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's at least a step in the right direction to have, have, have the whole community play from Xbox, PlayStation. I, I think it's pretty neat. Like but you the, said, it's like you know they're they're late to the party, but but that's the thing. I don't think they're going to do that. If they were going to just say, "Hey, we're going to be cross-play, and you can play us on Nintendo and Xbox, and you can play all together," they would have just said it. Well, but instead, they dressed it up with, "We're going to find a solution that's acceptable." I, I think they they played it safe by just. Just teasing enough before letting out their whole game and let let them get more into it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're probably only at the beginning stages. That's a problem if they're at the beginning stages because everybody else is already live. It's difficult for. I mean, they're number one. No, I, I, yeah, the again, they are, they are number, number one. one. Everyone else has been, you know, has it already. It's like okay, PlayStation sees it. Maybe just okay, we could do this. We can't do that. Don't want to do this. Kind of listen, listen to the, the fans of, of the, the games. But the fan feedback for years has been: let us change our name. 
and let's do crossplay. But Sony being Sony, and this is not a dig at Sony. This is just a fact. They've always kind of been a little stubborn. They have that elitist Sony mentality. They're like the New England Patriots Privileged. of video games. And, and they think it's going to be their way and everybody else can just kind of deal with it. They charge $60 for the worst online infrastructure out of the big two. Uh, for for them and Microsoft. Microsoft blows them out of the water when it comes to Xbox Live versus PSN, but they still charge the same amount of money because they have that player yeah. base that's been there now since the PS4 has just rocked the world. And there's no taking them away from being the number one. And they got there for a reason. They got there through the games, which yeah. is great. But people want to enjoy... People want to enjoy, like... For example, I had to buy Rocket League on three consoles. It never yeah. should happen, yeah. ever. I should buy it on one and be able to play it with my friends. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. I, I just like I hope that this is just a tease, and like when they have the PlayStation event, or even if it's next E three, maybe they say we redid our online structure. We're throwing crossplay. We're doing this. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. The Walking Dead: Our World is coming July twelfth. It's a Pokemon Go style game for The Walking Dead. They released the thirty second trailer. Did you happen to watch the trailer? No. <sighs> It's like anything that mentions Pokemon Go out. It's, Done. It's, out. it's like uh, this guy at a party. He's taking pictures of all these girls that are doing these fun poses. But what the girls don't know is that he's not taking photos. He's playing the game. And uh, uh, the game, apparently, your camera is a gun. And where you move, and your, all the zombies he, are around the and people, the, and you have to, and the zombies are on the people. He's actually shooting the zombies, not taking fun photos of the girls, which is actually a really yeah, neat that, kind of tease for it. And then they showed like two seconds of gameplay where you're walking around and there's zombies and you when you click on the zombie you have to kill it i can imagine that can get pretty boring yeah. and tedious i'd like to see what kind of rewards you get but i am 1000 percent going to download it and just turn it on just like i did for jurassic yeah. park world or alive and then i'll delete yeah, it Toby's in still playing that, by the way jurassic He's still doesn't have a t-rex wow <laughs> damn dude I'll, I'll never turn that shit on again i already deleted it i imagine i'll do the same for the walking dead well, let me know how it is but more games you can play in ar ar is cool i yeah. like that thought i like the real world becoming a video game it's a nice thought until, um, until it's ready player one then come talk to me <laughs> that would be the biggest crossover <laughs> event the, there's a new overwatch hero wrecking ball and he's here he's a fat mouse in like this wrecking ball mech and i know we don't talk a lot about overwatch on this show but it was so cute and cool. Yeah. I had to talk. I know. About I, it. I just kind of like looked. I was like, "Small." I was like, "Huh, that's different." You know. <laughs> the NBA Live ni- 2019 cover athlete has been revealed. Do you know who it is? Is it LeBron? It is not. That's NBA 2K19. Um. Oh, uh, not James Harden because he was already there. No. Think uh, about this. Hold on. Hold on. Before you give me your answer, yeah. why would I leave it? Dot dot dot. Yes. Corbett. <laughs> Think really close to like right under your nose. He, it's right there. You don't have to go too far for this answer. It's probably like Iverson. No, Joel Embiid. Oh, okay. All right, that, that's cool. NBA Live. Does 19, he have the mask? <laughs> does not have the mask on. Will be Joel Embiid. Uh, the WWE 2K19 19 cover athlete has been revealed. And again, I left this one blank for you. Finn Balor. It is not Finn, Finn Balor. David uh, Hardy's. No. SmackDown Live. Pissed. I. Uh, I hope it's Titus Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> They're on Raw. It's AJ Styles. Figures. Which is why I now know that how why AJ won the title at Money in the Bank and retained it over Shinsuke because he's the yeah. cover athlete and they got to keep the champion with the belt on the cover. They're not going to announce the cover after the guy just lost the I belt. I saw like he was doing some interview. He was with him and Carmelo at some news station. They said no. Yeah, he's I like, saw too. Hey, he's like, you know, it's at 41. It's it's tough being phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting hard. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. 
And dude, he doesn't look forty one, so it's yeah. No. And he still com- he still wrestles like he's thirty. Yeah. So and he is like probably. But the it, best it, it, in the it was world. a fun interview with him and Carmel. Was fun. yeah. And the reason I bring this up and even talk about it for an extended period of time is I read an, an article on IGN that I actually really agree with, and basically the premise was they missed their they missed a great opportunity here to have like Charlotte on the cover to finally have like mm. a woman on the cover. Charlotte's just in the ESPN body issue. Yeah, she had I, a strong yep. female presence. Everybody's going nuts for it. She was the champion. She's the best in the world. In the next year or two, she will be on the cover. I, I, I don't really always guarantee. So. It. I would really hope that she's the cover athlete. But here's the problem: it's probably going to be Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. It's because Ronda's going to win that title, or, the or maybe year. the next two years you have Ronda and Charlotte, or both. have both of them exactly, both. or all of them. Maybe they're the tag whole, team champions. The whole women's roster. I want Tamina Snuka on the cover of WWE 2K20. <laughs> but I think this this is finally the time where it's like, okay, let's get a female on exactly. the cover. They deserve it. They're blowing the roof off the place every night. Let's like just Christ, give it to them. Flair's daughter. Come on, and, and she's the best female wrestler in the world right now. So. You missed a chance, and I actually agree with that IGN article there. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is now compatible with the Nintendo Labo motorcycle attachment. So if you build the little vroom vroom now motorcycle. This, this may give, give you the reason to get it. No. <laughs> I was in Target last week, and I saw both Labo just sitting there. And I was like, if I bring one of these home, she's going to kick my ass. Well, maybe maybe she, she can think it's a fun activity where both you guys can build these things. I'll wait for a few years and get it for the kid. <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, child, do you want to build no, something no, so but, daddy can no, play video games? No, that's a good excuse. Babe, I'm getting this ready for our child. <laughs> uh, Greg, I don't want cardboard motorcycles to be yeah. sitting in our nursery. Yeah, your cats will be chewing the shit out oh, of it. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that. I can't even re- imagine. Fortnite Season 5 will be releasing on July 12th at 4 a.m. Eastern Time, pushed back from July 10th. So all of you Fortnite fans out there, Season 5, again, all free, will be releasing on July 12th, uh, which is what? 13 days yeah, from today? Two so two weeks from t- yesterday. That seems really cool. Pokemon Go, Sam, this one's for you, has hit its highest player count since 2016. <laughs> Sam is not one of them. <laughs> it made $104 million in the month of May. Holy shit. Well, I, I guess that trading and the new Pokemon. That was, the, that was June. <clears throat> you know what May was? May was right around the time where, A, the weather changes. It gets nicer out. Yeah. B, they did add the uh, the Gen 3 stuff. They had the Muse stuff. Um, there I, were rumors I, I, I of guess the, you're right. I was like, shit, it's, it's summer. Everyone's r- outside walking. R- rumors yeah. of the Switch game coming out. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of reasons so, behind it. So Pokemon Go isn't going anywhere. Okay. That, that's all I read out of that. The thing I wish, though, for Pokemon Go is, like, I would give anything <coughs> for this have, to have been around when I was in college. 100%. 100%. All these college students now, are they're lucky because they get a 1,000 stops on campus. There's a million gyms on campus and all these raids and you have people to play with. I'm sure there's LaSalle or Temple oh online God, Pokemon yeah. Go groups where you can join up with there's other There's tournaments and battles. Um, I bet you there's everything going on. Uh, in the Pokemon Go community on college campuses, and that's that would be really cool to be like, walking around. Now it's really obvious you're walking around staring at your phone, flicking yeah. your finger across the screen. All the girls are like, "Who who that guy that plays Pokemon Go?" Maybe they like Pokemon. Who but knows? maybe they got it. Maybe they can slide into their Mew DMs or something oh, like Jesus. that. I'd be really happy. Uh, but that'd be really cool if it was around for college. I, it's I almost feel like we missed the boat on that one. We did, but didn't though. I I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but now I'm like 240. I'd be like 110 <laughs> if this was around in college. Well, use this as your excuse to get out there to get back to that. Right? I, yeah, I'm gonna go back for my masters just so I can play Pokemon. Why Go. Why not? <laughs> Devil May Cry will be playable at Gamescom, so DMC Five will be available. I think it's 
August, I think, is when Gamescom is. It's the biggest. It's E3 of Europe, basically. Okay. It's in Germany every year. They Xbox, better re- release it on YouTube so I can watch this. It will be available to watch awesome. on YouTube. Now, that was going to be my question. Aren't Don't you not want to see anything? I, I want to see a little bit. Of actual gameplay. We haven't seen any gameplay. Exactly. So just I, didn't, the I, didn't see, I didn't see anything yet. Show yeah. me. Even if it's... You only show me five minutes of gameplay. Perfect. Done. Yeah. Like, I don't need a, a two-hour So you want something, but you just don't want a lot. Exit. Give me... What, what my beak. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I can see Sam beating this the same day he buys mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I know. Never, you're a slow never. burn. I would... You know... It, well, you say that, but you've beaten three no, Uncharted games in a month. But it's at the same time. It's like you beat a mission. You beat the boss. You're hyped. You're like, all right, let me pause it. Then you just get the story... The, the story mode comes on. Oh, that's interesting. I can't stop. And you keep, next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> That's it? Just 2? So, yo, I have to wake, I'm back to work on Monday, buddy, so I have to wake up at 4.30 again. Microsoft is possibly working on a new HoloLens, which is their AR. It's like their AR headset. Instead of a VR, where you put it on, yeah. it's virtual reality. This is AR, where you put it on, and whatever's in front of you comes to life. They did a demo of this, like, three huh. or four years ago. At E3, where somebody put the HoloLens on, and then they played Minecraft, and they had this big table. Let's just think of it like a coffee table. And they had the big table, and what they were looking at was the Minecraft world came to life in front of them. And they played basically God. Yeah. Where you can do this and that and touch things and be, you know, interact with this world where you just have this headset on. You can see your peripherals. I can see you if I have this headset on, but you might have horns. Wow. Sticking out. And I would be able to touch, like, rip the horns off. different. It's completely different, which is why I think they're doing it. Be the first person. People but I it. would still be interested to play VR on an Xbox One because Xbox One X, with all the power that it has, they could do a lot with VR. Yeah. They could have a lot of fun experiences in that. Uh, AR would be cool because it's different. I don't feel like I'm going to throw up after five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's a big selling point to me. VR was that Star Wars vi- mission in VR was a lot. Yeah, I know you said that. That was tough for you. I felt the old tummy rumbling. It was turning. Oh, just thinking about it now. <laughs> just don't puke on me. But Microsoft also may be getting like a mouse and keyboard setup coming to Xbox One. So. Which I still think is cool, though. That's definitely... It's, it's, it's going to be like, oh, there's my computer. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like Xbox One and PC are already exactly. hand in hand. So why not come out with a mouse and keyboard? It, <laughs> it almost like it should have been out already to me. I just think that that takes the... That takes the Everybody knows that playing with a mouse and keyboard, especially well, in shooters, well, and you're not gives a, you the advantage. And you're not a computer gamer. So when I play on console, I want to play on an even playing field. And if I lose, I want it to be because the person I'm playing against whip my ass because they're better, well, not because they have an advantage. You know, when I used to play Battlefront for the com- uh, computer, I used my PS4 controller. But everyone else is on the computer, so they're like, they had like that quick second on me no matter what. As we move into the movie section, and I thought you'd want this to be one of the top stories <clears throat> of the week, but Jared Leto has confirmed that he'll be playing Morbius in the Morbius film, which is yet another actor going DC and Marvel on us. I love that. I mean, it, it, I guess it's... It's cool that you can be cast in a Marvel and DC movie. It's funny that he's both roles are villains, um, and he's still technically rumored to be still be Joker. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see if he's going to come back as Joker. Are they, will they be released at the same time? It's like, oh, look, go in this theater. Here he is as Morbius, and here he is as Joker. Last week, we talked about a, a guy who I, I can't remember who he is or what he wrote for, but he basically said, I think, oh, I think it was the Forbes DC beat writer. He said, I don't ever see this Jared Leto Joker film coming out. Maybe he knew that this was yeah, coming. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he had an inside information that Leto was going to say this. Because in the same week that he said that, he announces he's going to be said, Maybe Joaquin Phoenix is, is the new Joker. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And, and maybe we're just going to get one Joker, and maybe he kills it as Morbius. 
Morbius. Now you know a lot more about. Yeah, I I never really read too much about Morbius. Like I just know that he's a li- vampire. Do like, you know that's... if he's like a full speaking vampire? Like can he have speaking I, 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 lines? Yeah, I think he does speak. Yeah, because I know he's a doctor. Yeah, that actually gets. I don't know if he. Gets I I forget how he, he gets his powers or something. Whatever but... he does, but Jared Leto has reportedly been cast as Morbius, the living vampire in an upcoming Spider-Man spinoff film of the same name, as reported by Variety. Jared Leto, known for his roles in Dallas Buyers Club, The Suicide Squad, Blade Runner 2049, is set to play the titular role in the upcoming film. Director Daniel Espinosa, known for his work on Safe House and Life, is set to helm the movie, and screenwriters Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama are penning the script. Uh, late last year, it was reported that the Morbius film was in, in the works at Sony, which is the problem, because Sony films stink. It's- it's just crazy to me. Like you're trying to do all these like Spider-Man villains. It's like, where's Craven the Hunter? Come on, get your shit together, Sony. <laughs> he said, "Come on." They're also reportedly developing a Spider-Man spinoff film, Silk, which is the Korean-American hero Cindy Moon. That, if you didn't know, was actually in Homecoming as one of Peter's classmates. Yeah, I think I, I saw that as like a a, Easter egg. an Easter egg you missed. Like I don't know too much about Silk, but hey, more the merrier. It's a female spider-man from the looks of it i mean it looks like she has very similar powers to peter parker uh which is cool um i like that they kind of killed the two birds with one stone as the female but also the korean american i like that a lot i like diversity in my heroes and my films in general so that's really neat to see um but the i you know i love spider-man i you know we have venom we're gonna have morbius we're gonna have (laughs) silk there's gonna be a lot of these spider-verse almost films that that happen um, where it's also kind of creating its own thing, but it's all under the umbrella of Sony, which gives me no confidence in the product, given what Sony has yeah. given us with the last few Spider-Man films. I, I can't even argue with you. It's just like, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has its review, uh, boasting some of the most creative action scenes and finally collaborated. I'm sorry. Let me restart because that's not collaborated. Boosting some. You want something? Oh, she wants to play fetch. Boasting some of the most creative action scenes and finely calibrated comedy in the Marvel Universe so far, Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it certainly knows how to make the ride even more fun. After the doom and gloom of Infinity War, this savvy sequel is a welcome change of pace and a reminder that the MCU is malleable enough to tackle just about any genre and tone without losing its sense of identity. Needless to say, we're eagerly anticipating... anticipating Ant-Man and the Wasp's next outing. Ant-Man and the Wasp isn't an essential Marvel movie, but it's further proof that good things come in small packages. A lot of puns there. 8-5. A lot, a lot of puns. 8-4. <laughs> I'm right in my head. I, I Dude, got it right. You, I'm rounding up. What, like, I'll take it. Really? IGN? 8.4? You really couldn't just push yeah, it to point one point five. It was too much for me. I don't do the whole point three four thing. I like 8, 8.5, 9, 9.5. Yeah. Give me something on a point five scale. I don't Next care. Next will be, yeah, 7.22. You're like, gonna t- wait. So you're gonna tell me that any film with an 8.5 is better than Ant Man and the Wasp because you gave it an 8.4. Yep. Give me a break. I don't like it. We also have the Sicario review. Uh, so Sicario Day of the Saldana, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, Josh which, Brolin. Yeah, which we were Eugene talking Del Toro. about. Talking about last week, we were trying to pronounce it. Sicario, Cesario, Cesarianio. Uh, Sicario Day of the Saldata is a darkly thrilling film with excellent performances, and its gritty, intense action is balanced by heady themes of moral decay. But overall, because of recent political development, it feels behind the times. Sicario Day of the Saldata was dark, gritty, and well-acted action drama that already feels dated. 8.0? 7.2. It's this great movie, but it's dated. Like it's a movie. It's going to be dated in a I, year. I'm pretty sure I heard that and um, the Ant Man or Tomato 
certified fresh, as they say. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Ant Man has like a ninety seven or ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, I didn't that's see strong. I, I didn't see the exact score. James Gunn has officially submitted the first draft of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, I think you tweeted a picture of the screenplay. Yeah, yeah, we put it on Instagram. The minute after he posted it, we already had yeah. it on that. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum just had James Gunn on his podcast again, so I'm interested to listen to that and see if he you know, gives out little Easter eggs. 2020 set after Infinity yeah, exactly. War. We'll yep. see what we're going to get. I like that he uh, – James Gunn is hilarious too. So. He, he is. And it, uh, the first interview we had with Michael Rosenbaum was awesome, so yeah. check that out at his podcast. Deadpool 2 passes it as the third largest ever grossing R-rated film. I think it was just a matter of time. Exactly. And give it more time. Shit, it might be two. What's the radar? It's going to be Deadpool and Deadpool 2. <laughs> that would be <laughs> That's that awesome. would be something else. And then X-Force comes in. I don't think X-Force is going to do as well just because it doesn't have Deadpool in the name. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, Tom Holland does it again. He leaks the new Spider-Man film title on an iPad this time. Spider-Man Far From Home. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> is I, it going to take place outside of New York? That's my thought. It, it they go to, to California. I'm thinking it's like far from home. It's like, okay, we, we know what happens to him in Infinity War. It's like, how is he going to come back? What the are they going to do? It's, you know, I, I don't know, but regardless, I'm going to say it. Do you think it's – I think it's going to be like Chicago or or California. <clears throat> I think it's going to get take place in a different He's, setting. That way it sets up Silk coming into the New York vibe or whatever. Somebody else coming into the New York um, – um, Moses? No, not no, uh, The other kid. Miles. Miles. Miles, Miles Morales, Morales comes in. He does New York while Peter Parker does goes something. to a different okay. city. That'd I think di- that's how it different. sets that up. I think we're going to get a, a Spider-Man in a different location than normal, which would be the first time we see Spider-Man outside of New York. Well, besides. Well, I'm yeah, not talking cameos. Exactly. I mean like a well, main. Well, I meant Infinity War. I'm ta- still, okay. I mean like main Spider-Man films. There's never been one outside of New York. Sony is reportedly developing. Oh, we're talking about yep, that one. Yep. Right. Uh, Todd McFarlane. He made a statement on the Spawn films. I took a, a screenshot of it. Did you happen to look at it? I did not. I did not. Good. I'm happy you didn't. Um, basically, Todd McFarland uh, did an interview. Let me pull up the screenshot here that I took. I usually follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow there. He shows you how to draw like you know a lot of characters. It's pretty cool. So if you're if you're an artist out there, check out Todd McFarland. Oh man, I deleted it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I deleted it. Basically, he said that a Venom Spawn. He is basically uh, submitting the film to Sony, and because Sony has the rights to Venom, if they pick up Spawn as the distribu- uh, st- distribution label, Sony being the publisher yeah. distri- uh, distributor, that the Sony, because they're in charge of both properties, in essence, there could be a Spawn Venom uh, crossover. Wow, film that would be possible. different. And he said he would he would love to see it happen. Of course, why wouldn't you? That that'd be a cool matchup. I guess it would have to be a V, wouldn't it be? Spawn v Venom? No, I, I think they would come up with something else. I, I just mean like yeah. that's the premise. Yeah. It would have to be a one-on-one type of Freddy Krueger versus Jason movie. It wouldn't or, be or a tag team. Unless they teamed up to be the big baddie or something. You know? A buddy I don't know. cop of anti-heroes? I mean, I could see it. They're both anti-heroes. It's like a suicide squad, though. Have like a point. villain from each side and they meet. You know, like the, the evil team, former team, the little two odd Car- heroes. Carnage is the villain? Nah. Is Carnage know. big and bad enough for it would take, it would require nah. Spawn and... The clown again? Unless you John like, Leguizamo coming back as the clown? Unless they had a partner in crime by themselves, no. Kevin Feige says that the future of the MCU will feature a lot more female superheroes and possibly even outweighing the males. Uh, could this be a subtle hint at some Avengers 4 deaths that we're going to get? Yeah, it could be. It could be what if maybe Iron Man goes. Yeah. And then there's Siri, the female Cap. version of, of Cap. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure that comic got canceled already. 
I mean, okay, that's great. You know, we we have what we have. Let us see something new in Phase Four. Avengers Four will be titled. At, uh, the title will be revealed by the end of this year. My guess is probably San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, well, didn't Zoe Zaldana say it's like the Gaunt Infinity Gauntlet? Like she Avengers said it Infinity before, Gauntlet? but apparently they said that. That's I, ho- I hope it's the same name. I would love that. I hope it's the same name. I think that's been the. I think that's been the common theme amongst everybody. That's the yeah. one that makes the most sense. It's the one that. You're like, okay, I get it. I understand what it is. It That would be the title to me. Yeah. But maybe they're going to say, okay, let's try and change it up just a little bit. I don't know what it could be. Avengers 4, who's next? I, yeah. <laughs> starring Bill who Goldberg. Else, who else is going to die? I don't know. Sam, uh, you saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I did. What would you think of it? I just thought it was okay. Good for you. Um, I, I, I could be a controversial statement, but I think it's the worst one out of the whole series. Of like from the first trilogy, even though people say third one sucks, which yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick on that one. That the Lost World, I I, I did Lost Worlds too, uh, not the Lost but World, uh, Jurassic Park three, just three, it's just three. Yeah. So I like that more. I, mean, I like William H Macy. I, I I like all that great kind of weird story they had. Um, I, it just felt like like lazy. I don't know. Like I just looked at it. Like, of course, the dinosaurs are cool. You get some moments like oh shit, this dinosaur is dead. I I just feel like they kind of dropped the ball on this one a little bit. But maybe I needed to see it again. Maybe I, you know, this I just I, maybe I missed some things. You had for what's his name he was in it for a whole of three minutes. Um, the original? No, Gold. Uh, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Literally five minutes of screen time, if that. So I just thought it was okay. I think it's worth an opinion. If you guys saw and loved it, shoot me a message, comment, let me know what you think. It made 150 million dollars domestically on its opening weekend and 711 million so far worldwide. So it's making money. No, it's gonna cross. It's gonna cross a billion. 100. percent but you're not the first person to say it was just okay. Yeah. So maybe this negative, not maybe not negative, but this apathetic press does slow it down. A I'm, bit. I'm just, ta- I guess I'm, I don't give a shit about the hybrids. I don't care. I care about the actual dinosaurs that the first three brought in. I don't give a shit about some hybrid. That's just me. You don't like the. Uh, oh, let's take this DNA. Look at the Rex. strongest raptor. He talks to people. It's like, what? No, come on. <laughs> the Sun reports that Ewan McGregor will secretly film a cameo for episode nine. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that Carcidi was very upset about our Star Wars comments from last week's episodes. About He'll get the, over it. <laughs> get over <laughs> about it, About the spinoff films and stuff like that. Where, Sean, you have to listen to the words we say. That's why we use the word reportedly. Exactly. Because it's reported. Exactly. It then he writes like a, a disposition. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it if, was reported. If I don't say reportedly, that means it's factual yeah. and already happened. If I say reportedly, it's a rumor. Come on, bruh. Where you at, bruh? There you go. So, hey, episode nine. I don't know if I believe it, though. It's, uh, it's a report. I think I, he's coming. If they showed the cameos that we already had. When's the it. last time you and McGregor made an appearance as Obi-Wan? The, the episode six. Yeah, right. When, he's, when he kills... Uh, Episode six or was it three? No, yeah, three. When he when he chops off his legs. Sure, I believe though in the remasters of the film he oh, yeah, makes the appearance ghost, in the six. Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I think you see it's a young Obi Wan as the Force Ghost. Yeah. It's young Anakin, young Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay, Luke's, you're right. You're right. Luke sees. You're right. They actually like they put him into the originals, which is just freaking yeah. weird. But I'm pretty sure that that's the last time we saw him. Sean, call us out on that one. Tell us the truth. Jim Carrey, and this broke yesterday, that he will be playing Doctor Robotnik in the Sonic live action film. I just don't know. I, dude, I, I, I'm not excited at it. When you said Jim Carrey, I was like, mm. I don't, dude, he hasn't done it for me in recent years. I, I like the old Jim Carrey. That's me. I'm going to be honest. I ain't going to say, oh, I love Jim Carrey just because of the movie he did in the 90s. Recent years, he's lost me a little bit. But I'm, Yeah, but that's how you feel about a lot of things. You like things I'm honest, because of the way they this were. Is, this though. is how I feel. No, no, but you're Any usually like Any new recent 
film by Jim Carrey, I did not like that I saw. Every, tell me one good movie he released in the last five years. Besides his Netflix documentary? Yeah, I don't care about the documentary. I don't know if he's done anything. That's the he, thing. He's done shit, in, but five years, there's nothing that says, look at Jim Carrey this. No, sorry. His best movies are in the 90s. I agree. I mean, it's the same as Adam yeah. Sandler. Adam I, Sandler 100%. wasn't funny after Mr. Deeds. No, I, the first... Uh, um, the, not, not the, don't say grown-ups. The, the first one was... I, I thought the first out. one was... The first one I was literally hilarious. walked out of the theater. I thought so the first bad. one was hilarious. The oh, second no. one, I, maybe not so much, but the first one was good. I walked out of the theater. I think that was Woodhaven. When you had Steve Buscemi in a full body cast, like, it's good, like a field goal, I was done. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's good. I, I have faith in this one. I have faith. Hey. I think we're going to get back to that Grinch level of Jim Carrey, which is what Dr. Robotnik needs to be funny. He's got that fake English accent, really fat well, guy. He better, I think Jim he can- better eat about... Uh, 200 pounds of worth of food because you're nowhere near looking like him. <laughs> I, I have a lot of faith that Jim Carrey could do this well. I think the movie is going to stink. That's the thing. Overall, this is I, not going to be a good movie. He has to, I say he has to prove it to me first. I think Jim with a nice, funny, giant red mustache, that, that could be good for me. I, I think this is a pretty decent casting choice. I'm excited to at least see it. Well, I think once we see the screenshot of him in, in the trailer or whatever the case may be, where we're like, that's what he looks like. If it's like what Rita well, looked like, we'll from see Power after Rangers? it comes out. Maybe there's too much violence between him and Sonic. He might have to bail on goddamn freaking. Oh man, yeah, Sam's yeah. ruthless. I don't know. I'm, I'm being honest, man. He's vicious. Disney closes Disney Tunes, which was the uh, studio behind Planes, because that. Movie... Oh yeah, that was with Dane Cook. He was the Planes. Yeah, that movie <laughs> yeah, apparently crashed. I missed that one. Uh, yeah, me too. I- I'm pretty sure that one never took off. Uh, Edgar Wright teases a new project, which is apparently going to be a sequel to Baby Driver. Yeah, first baby driver was really good. Good music. Um, Kevin Spacey right got run over by the car at the end. Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm just hey. John Bernthal was in it. He he was good. Spoiler warning. Jesus, I haven't even. As seen As long it as yet. they bring back the, the lead actor, I forget his name, but I baby, got, yeah, baby. But I, I, no, I, I forget his actor's name. It's uh the kid from it's like Hansel something. Yeah, Ansel and Ansel Ansel or something like that. Uh, right? It's from like the Fault yeah. in Our Stars yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I know who you're talking. I'm interested. I'd say Indiana Jones Five will not be making its July 10th, 2020 release date, and no new release date has been announced. Yeah, Harrison Ford. By the time this comes out, it'll be 82. So minimum, we'll, we'll see what he could do. Minimum, what he could do for the fifth film. I don't know if he's going to make it. God willing, he does. <laughs> That's right. God willing, but I don't yeah. know if he's going to make it to the Blu-ray yeah. release. Uh, we got a new Predator trailer, and it was pretty nasty. Yeah. Dude, I think Violent. it looks good. I, lo- I I'm going to see it. You know, I don't. I don't think Arnold's going to make an appearance, but Predator's, I'm interested. Predator's always been. I just gross like looking. like I, the noise he yeah. makes. I, I just think it's awesome. I'm definitely going to see this. Predator's always been menacing, to say the least. I. I it was a very violent red band. Yeah, I watched the red band. I didn't watch the green band. I saw it. So red, green. I don't care what color it is. I'm in. <laughs> green, gold, green. Who gives a shit? Uh, we may have found our goose. In, in Top Gun Maverick, there's it's down to three different. Yeah, I was gonna people. say I don't think they said the actor. But, no, it's down okay. to it's down to three different people that are reportedly interested in the role or that could land the role. Uh, it'd be uh, Anthony Edwards who played him in the original, uh, while his son features a young boy with Meg Ryan. Blah 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 blah. Where are we at? Uh, Nicholas Holt, Glenn Powell, or Miles Teller. I think Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I think I'd be totally okay with that. He's, I'd be cool with Miles Teller. The X-Men. Yeah, and I'd be cool with Miles Teller, who was unfortunately in the Fantastic Four. He, um, he was not fantastic. And I think he was in, what is he, in Resurgent? Or, 
He was, he's he was in, in a couple the, movies. He's in the Divergent films. I know he's, listen, Bad, he's he was a in Philly, a boxing movie. He's yeah. a Philly guy. Yeah. He's a big Phillies fan throughout the first pitch the other night at the ball game. So I, I don't know. I like Miles Teller. He's okay. He had a lot of Nintendo 64s in Fantastic Four. <laughs> His whole rig as a kid was like 100 friggin' N64s on a rack. Uh, the release date for Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle has been announced for December 13th of next year. That's a quick turnaround. That is a quick turnaround. Oh, I, when your film makes over a billion, I guess you want to make that sequel quick. Mark Wahlberg is currently set to star in a Netflix film adaptation of Robert B. Parker's Wonderland. Mark Wahlberg's a good enough actor. Interesting to see him go into a Netflix series, but... That's where everybody's going. Exactly. Got. I was going to say, you know, we had Will Smith go over... But that was a movie, but it was still for Adam, Netflix. Adam Sandler. He's got like yeah. a three or five picture deal exclusive with Netflix. And they're all like the top most watched movies on yeah. Netflix because people see Adam Sandler and they're like, oh, I already have Netflix. I don't have to go yeah. to the theater. I'll give it a watch. So, I mean, this is smart for Mark Wahlberg because of how recognized and known he is. And a lot of these top actors are going to streaming services because the accessibility yep. is there for people at home. And so they probably offer a nice check. The top 10 this week in the box office, number 10. And I... Boy, am I glad to see this rising from the ashes of number 15 last week all the way up to number 10 this week at $1.8 million. The next movie I want to see. Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Cool. Number eight, or no, I'm sorry, number nine, falling from number eight, Avengers Infinity War at 2.5 million. Number eight, falling from number six, Superfly at 3.4 million. Number seven, staying at number seven, is Hereditary at 3.6. As many amazing reviews as that is getting, the box office numbers are not holding yeah. up as well as I thought. Uh, but it is a gross-out ending for a slower-burn horror film. Number six, falling from number four, Solo, A Star Wars Story at 4.5. Number five, staying at number five, Deadpool 2 at 5.2. So nice to see that. Falling from number three to number four at 8.2 million is Tag. Falling from number two to number three at 11.5 is Ocean's 8. Uh, falling from number one to number two is Incredibles 2 at 80.3 million. And then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom at number one, new to the list, at $148 million. It's actually a pretty stacked top 10. Yeah. A lot is. of movies that I want, that I've seen or would and, like to see. And it's no surprise that Jurassic World is number one. Oh, by the way, my bad. But I missed a story before we go into it. There was a new Bleach live action trailer. Sold. Take my money. If they release it in like, um, was it the Fathom events? I would go see it there. This, it looks like it's going to be as good as the Roni Kenshin live actions. Dennis fighting words. Yeah. Coming this week is the first Purge, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sorry to bother you, which is like that call center movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Is like, user white person voice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> Bleeding Steel. Whitney, which is about Whitney Houston, and that's it for the week. So Ant-Man should, Ant-Man should, take should it. beat Jurassic World. It should. Second week for Jurassic World? Yeah. I think Ant-Man probably. will take it. I think Ant-Man, then Jurassic World, then probably Incredibles 2, then maybe First Purge comes yeah. in fourth. I could see First Purge being a top five movie. Um, so that's that's that if it beats $8 million, which it should. Yeah, so it, yeah, For opening weekend, it better. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, into TV, the Disenchantment, which is uh, Matt Groening's new uh, TV series. A perfect hybrid of Futurama and The Simpsons. Perfectly right down the middle, 50-50. It was, and with a little bit of like old school, whimsical, Game of Thrones setting-esque yeah. type uh, deal. 30 seconds, I'm in. I have to check it out. It's on Netflix. Come on. Oh, yeah, and I, and I have to watch it because it looked really good. It's Matt Groening. Come on. I mean, I'm, God knows I wasn't the biggest Simpsons fan, but you, you and I both love Futurama. 
So it should be good. The Breaking Bad actors will be reuniting for the show's 10-year anniversary on July 19th in Hall H at San Diego Comic Con. And that's the huge hall where everyone rushes into, so I know it'll probably be a pain in the ass to get into. Oh yeah. But I saw Aaron Paul on his Instagram release like each character Who? shot. Aaron Paul, your boy. Oh, okay, okay. So he released each everyone. headshot of everyone. And, and, gritty, and said dark. like a quote of what, yeah. what they said in the show. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, you're going to have Gus Fring. You're going to have Mike. You're going to have uh, Skyler. You're going to have RJ Mitty, who plays yep. uh, Walt Jr. You're going to have Walt. You're going to have Jesse. You're going to have Bob Odenkirk. You're going to have everyone. Everyone who is involved will be there. Yeah, Mike. Uh, not Mike. I already said Mike. Uh, but he'll, he'll be there. Officer <laughs> Hank Schrader. Yep, he'll so be there. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Gomi. Little Steve Gomez action. That would be cool. Would be, <laughs> I like Gomi, man. When he gets cool. killed, yeah. I'm like, oh, he died and, off screen. And, and that's like the quote. Like, Don't you see he made his mind up 10 minutes ago? I was like, oh, oh shit. That was the quote that Aaron Paul used. I was like, ooh, that's deep. Yeah, that was. That's a deep. That's a Hank Schrader gem. Yeah, right it's there. one of his best lines. AMC has canceled Comic Book Man. Yeah, like Kevin Smith put it out on like Instagram. It's like a you know, picture of Comic Man with like the, the canceled stamp on Like he, Canceled Book Man, yeah, I think he said. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you guys had what, seven or eight seasons? You guys had an awesome run and he knows It's that, a like, niche audience. Exactly. And he knows like, guys, we had seven, eight seasons. Like, I never expected to go this long. So, that, that means sad to see it go, but had a nice run. Ballers is coming back for a new season on August 12th. I like Ballers a lot. Yeah, it, it's a quick half hour. It's the sports of Honorage. So, if you like Don Raj and like sports and like The Rock, go watch it. And it's Ryan, uh, Cordray, Rob Cordray is in it too. And it, he's funny too. Oh, he is. He's, he's pretty funny in the show. The Purge TV series is coming to USA on September 4th at 10 o'clock. It got a 30-second trailer. It looked really freaky. I think it's a great idea. Like We're the, just getting a new movie though in like yeah. this week. So it's you're a having, lot of Purge. Well, now they're like the original. They're doing like the same thing though with what, – what, what's the other show we did – Um the Continental with yeah. John Wick. Now they're having their own show of that. So it's like it's it's cool to see like the movie just spinning off the TV series. It's kind of cool. I think it's only a 10-episode like miniseries. I don't think we're going to get more than one season. I mean maybe if it does well. They haven't really announced this if as it was season like, one. Yeah, if, it was, if they release maybe like a 10-episode season, I might, I might, I think it's worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, they were saying it's like a live TV event. So we'll see if that comes. But also on September 4th at 10 o'clock – FX has announced that the Mayans FC, which is the uh, spin-off show for, what is it, uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy, yep. will also premiere on FX at the same exact time as The Purge on the same exact date. So That's kind of one of those two shows is going down, and I have a feeling The Purge is not going to do great. I don't think, I guess the Mayans, I don't know. Dude, it's like, people they, love they, Sons. But they had to like reshoot the whole pilot and... People love stories sons. on the back. I don't know. I mean, I never watched. I saw the only people episode. Like, but people like us know that they reshot the, the only episode I saw of Sons of Anarchy was the last, last episode. episode. The, 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 I've only seen the first three still. I'll never go back. I have zero interest, yeah, especially now because I, I know how it back. ends. I have uh, no interest. I, I, yeah. I literally you know definitely how know how it ends. <laughs> you don't even know how it begins. Nope. But, but you know I know how, how it ends. ends. Uh, but I think the casual fan who has no idea that they had to reshoot this and do all this and that and the other, they're going to flock. All the, I think all the Suns fans at least check out the first couple. Exactly, and they're going to flock to it. So I think that's going to hurt the purge, but yeah. whatever. FX has also announced that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 13 will come the next night, September 5th at 10 o'clock on Fox XX. Absolutely crazy that they're on their 13th season. I know. It doesn't feel like that. No. I would have been like, they said like, that seventh season. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. I enjoy It's Always Sunny. I do. It's really funny. It's a nice nice background show when you're doing other things. Yeah. It's a great show for that. that. Jeremy Irons has been uh, cast in the HBO version of the Watchmen series. And uh, we don't know what role. Yeah, they haven't said anyone's role. So they're kind of keeping it hush-hush. I like that. Young Justice Outsiders. We talked about it earlier in the DC Universe stuff. Uh, Their first footage will be shown at San Diego Comic-Con. Have you bought your tickets yet? 
San Diego Comic Con. No, I did not. <laughs> Are you but going? I hope someone brings in their camera so I can see some of this footage. Even Thank on you. that horrible off camera. <laughs> Send it to us in the DMs. Poor, Thank you. Poor audio. Uh, Aquaman director James Wan will direct the pilot for Swamp Thing. Now that's neat. That came out of nowhere. So yeah. it's good. It's good to see that he's still not just swamped with finishing off Aquaman. He's ready to do something else. Yeah, that's we, awesome. We already talked about the Robin Titans photo. Check his photo. Like he looks Brand, or, uh, Brandon Thwaites looks awesome as Robin. Nora Dark, played by Courtney Ford, has been promoted to a series regular in Legends of Tomorrow, and apparently she's a villain. So that's nice. Okay, that's different. Have you? Are you familiar? Courtney Ford. I'm. That's the actress. Oh, no, Nora. Yeah, Nora Dark. She's the daughter oh, of some oh, other Oh, dark. what's his name? Dark's daughter. Yeah, yeah. He was possessed by the, the demon. Yeah, I know who she is. Okay, that's cool. June 23rd was named Supernatural Day in Austin, Texas. Is well, that where the show takes place? In Texas? No, they're, they're all over. They, they'll be in Philly one day, Kansas. You know, in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the okay, show. Okay. But they, but they film in Vancouver. But um, Then what the hell is Austin, Texas naming that? Well, Supernatural. I, well, Jensen's from, one of the main stars is from Texas. Okay, started his own brewery from Texas, and once you get like thirty-seven seasons, I think you you deserve a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thirty thirty-six. Same. <laughs> Kristen Ritter is uh, going to direct an episode of Jessica Jones for season three. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool, and she she really loves this character. She's like, I'm I'm super committed to this film. I'm honored to be honored and nervous to be directing an episode. So hey, we'll see what she's got. What did you think of season two of Westworld? I think I still have to see. I'm not sure if I saw the finale yet or not. But what I saw, it was good. It wasn't as good as the first season to me. People are saying it's better. Well, maybe maybe the ending it kind of ties it all up because I don't think I saw the last. Maybe yeah. the last two. People are going ape shit for the but finale. From what I saw, I did. Of course, I liked it. Uh, in a quick story, Timeless has been canceled again. For the final time. <laughs> uh, our last couple stories of the night, DC pulls the plug on its monthly Cyborg comic. They're going to release issue 23, but 24 and 25 have been canceled and there will be no other monthly comics It's after just the thing when DC and Marvel, like, they both release so many comics. Like There's so much stuff to buy. Like I'd, When I did like buy all these comics, it's like $50 a week. That shit gets old fast. And then you get packed up and your stack's this high and either that or they release like Five different variant covers for one title. It's like, how the hell? Like, calm down. It's just a shame that it's Cyborg who was just in Justice League yeah. and trying to build him up as a character. They're doing yeah. the opposite. At, at least he got 23. You see a lot of stuff. It's not a lot. Well, you see people that go four, five, they just cancel it. So at least he went that far, but it, it just, there's just so much out there to read. It, on the contrary, it's a monthly issue that's less than two years. But, dude, when there's so much comics to buy, when you just... Maybe you just don't have it to spend fifty, sixty dollars a week. That's why I stopped. I was like, "Shit, I can't afford this." Or maybe people just don't like Cyborg, and True. it sucks because he's one of the five members, six members of the Justice League. Well, to me, That's... he's more of a Teen Titan than a Justice League member, in my opinion. Not in the DCEU. In the DCEU, which most people know him from yeah. at this point, the no. casual fan, the casual, I, the casual fan, fan the remember casual fan. Teen Titans. But there's more casual fans than not. So that's my point: is the greater good no cyborg from Justice Teen League. Titans? Justice. League. Uh, I, I would, I wouldn't agree with you there. But okay, continue. Toys R Us is officially closing all of its stores. Actually, they are closed. Yeah, so they are. Ours been yesterday. Closed. That's it. Uh, I've saw. Gone. I see. I've seen so many Snapchats and Facebook videos. People just walking through the store. Just looking at all the empty shelves, it's it's a sad day. Yeah, I mean, all the Toys R Us kids have apparently grown up. Yeah, so you see so many anymore. of the Thanos, his 
that's, the snap you see the giraffe disappear and I was like oh, there's one tough. on our Instagram story yeah. it's really funny it's tough I thought that was one of the funniest memes I'd ever seen uh, but apparently it could be revived by the former CEO yeah there, there's so many different reports you know my plans I said it before on this show I'll say it again this was all staged it was all supposed to be happening I, I'm just a conspiracy a, just, theorist just to draw in revenue just to draw in revenue and then they're going to rebrand it and they're going to reopen revamp and it type everyone's going to be hyped on it and it's just gonna be like, I, I hope so I hope so just, that's just what's going to happen there it's a, basically they're closing down to, re, to remodel. It's going to take a little longer than normal. They're yeah. going to wait a couple years till it's gone. And everybody misses it. They're going to relaunch it, capitalizing the hype, and then in ten years from now, everything's going to be it's, overpriced again. It's, and it's, it's going to be the same plan. spot. <laughs> it's going to be the same spot. I've thought that from the second I heard this news. Yeah, I know you were like, I don't believe it. All you had to do was lower your prices, and yeah. it would have been relevant again. I understand the world of Amazon is just kicking ass, yeah. but Toys R Us, if they could do a model like that online, where you can. Yeah, go in because they, the they didn't have it like Amazon. They do did. not have yeah. a good online infrastructure. You rebrand it as an online shop or whatever. Even if they come back as Toys R Us online, yeah, and or have, a, have online. a smaller store for the customer, and then like Amazon, have a huge warehouse for shipping. It is time. Uh, once again to give our Patreon shoutouts of the week so we want to thank all of our patrons uh, here on Patreon at the $5 level we have uh, Mike Forward AF Log Dog Bradley Epstein which is at North Comics on Instagram Jay Sanford 9482 Rob Harding Sam Reimer which is twitch.tv slash mynifeyourlife Darren Monroe and our newest $5 patron Elijah Elliott dude thank you so much for coming on to the family we appreciate it our $10 tier is Alan Santos which is twitch.tv slash terrorizing and our $20 patron Hope you're enjoying your merch as he sent us a bunch of photos of it uh, yeah, wearing no, our shirt was, and stuff like that. That was such an awesome feeling to just see someone wear the merch. It's yeah. really cool. So thank you, Thomas Chisholm. We appreciate that. And Alan Santos has chosen our top three for the week, uh, which is going to be top three restaurants that are local in our area. <laughs> yeah. So I chose only Horsham, which is where I'm from. You have Philadelphia, which is where you're from. We'll let you start off. Yeah. Number three. I went to Las Margaritas. When I'm in the mood for a nice little margarita, I'm in for some tacos or some fajita or something like that. It's a nice place only like 10 minutes away. Their margaritas are humongous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think there's only like two and I think it is a local spot. I only know the one. There's two. But there's only two. Like that's the, I have one that has six. There's not a yeah. chain. Yeah, I, I just know it's the one I always franchise. go to. Always busy. Yeah, we, we wanted to stay away from chains and franchises and stuff like that. Or bigger yeah, no, franchises. No Applebee's. No Applebee's, yeah. Fridays, Carabas, stuff like that. My number three is right up the street. It's a big yellow building. If you look to the left of my street, it's called Bueno Villa. Mm. It's a delicious restaurante with an amazing brunch and one of the best steaks I've ever had. Ooh, tough words. Or strong words, excuse me. My number two, I went with Maggie's. Right by, right on the line a little of the, on the waterfront, actually. Exactly. So you great views. The food's delicious. I've, I've been there quite a few times, hung over, had to refuel with some food there. Definitely check out Maggie's. I would go with my uh, my number two being McGurk's, another mm. place that's right next to me. You can almost spit on the building Almost from here. spit on the building from where we're at. Best cheesesteak egg rolls I've oh, ever had. And a spicy, spicy ketchup. ketchup oh, Christ, now I'm hungry. It's 8 a.m. I want a freaking cheesesteak egg roll. My number one, probably like my favorite local joint, Sweet Lucy's. It's to me, it's one of the best barbecue places around here that we have. Mm-hmm. They just expanded, so now they have you know you can sit down. There's seats. There's a bar now, and from the best brisket to ribs, chicken, all the awesome sides. Check out Sweet Lucy's. Love barbecue. Uh, think Sweet Lucy's is a great choice. My number one would be uh, Nebraza. You want to talk mm. about a great steakhouse, Brazilian style steakhouse. Fifty five bucks gets you in the door. You don't have to leave till it closes. 
all you want. Flip just, that thing yeah. over. Keep the thumb up and just keep the meat coming. Best flank steak <laughs> I've ever had. Garlic sirloin, bacon wrapped shrimp. Uh, I'm sorry, bacon wrapped chicken, bacon wrapped filet, filet mignon, rack of lamb, uh, amazing salad and sidebar. You get these awesome mashed potatoes, fried bananas as an app uh, as a dessert, cheesy biscuit bread. Oh my god! I would god. say yeah, it's fifty five dollars, but it's worth every oh, dollar. You eat, you eat more. You just yeah. got to pace yourself. That's the thing. Just don't eat for a day and go in. Learn how to pace yourself. <laughs> Alan has his number three is Sitar Indian, which is a buffet in University City. Number two is Pizza Plaza in Horsham. It's the pizza place right across the oh, street. Oh wow! Awesome. Again, yeah. spitting on it from yeah. where we sit. And number one, Syrah Korean Barbecue in Springhouse. That shit sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Korean fried chicken is something that I always wanted to try. It's double fried, uh, super crispy. Maybe put a little sesame seeds on top of it. Maybe a little something, something. I'm totally down I'm to try starving. that. But yeah, and we got a long day <laughs> yeah, ahead of us too. So, But that is the top three for the week. Thank you to everybody who helped us out on Patreon. If you want to give us a top three to do and send us your answers, it's just at the $10 or up level. You can do a monthly top three that we will do here on the show. But Sam, pick of the week and let's get on out. Well, I kind of went with you and Triver. Like me, guys, pick up the Uncharted trilogy. It's worth it. Even though if you're like me and missed the boat, you didn't play 3, 4, you missed a spinoff, go get the collector's edition if you have what? Is it just PlayStation? PlayStation, yeah. So just PlayStation. So you have that PlayStation 4. Um, I thought it was so fun. It was engaging. There was times where I got pissed. Yes, of course, but I had to walk away before I broke a paddle. But again, the game's fun. It tells a great story. Each game, I think, gets a little bit better. I would say two is probably my favorite out of the three. Definitely worth picking up. Told you. Yeah. So oh, you, you and Trevor were right. You were right. My pick of the week is SGDQ 2018 in its entirety. Go back and check out the VODs from the Celeste race to the Super Mario 64 race, Axiom Verge, Pet the Puppet the Party, Resident Evil 4, oh. Iconoclast, Super Metroid, 100% map completion, Zeo Drifter, Super Mario Bros. Warplus, Super Mario Bros. One-Handed, Super Mario Bros. 3, all forts with the super kick in there that, that Pooh Bear kind of messed up Mitch there a little bit, the Runbow Race, even the Pokemon Blue and Yellow, two games, one controller, any percent glitchless. Uh, it takes a while to get off the ground because of some manipulations they have to do, but it was worth it. SGDQ, which we're watching right now, Ratchet & Clank, Deadlocked. Um, it's a fantastic charity event. We've said it a million times over. But all the VODs, which is video on demand, will be available on YouTube. They trickle out a couple every single day. And they already raised $1,275,987. The whole marathon ends tonight. So if you're listening to this episode the day we release it... Um, you have a couple more hours to go before the finale. Uh, it ends sometime around in between like 11 p.m. Saturday night and 4 a.m. Sunday. It depends on the timing. Yeah, It's difficult when you're doing speed running because it's really you can't really gauge when they're going to finish. You can only get that approximate estimation. Uh, but an amazing event yet again for charity. So thank you to everybody who donated, um, who ran, who has watched. Over 100,000 people consistently watching this thing at one time. It's an awesome event. But uh, we're about to go to our own awesome event, Sean Dorsey at No Hope Records. So we're going to get into the car and go do that now. We will see you guys next week for episode 98. South Philly, here we come.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.